This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com slash potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Wait, you haven't seen that? Past potential Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Past Potential Picks. And we got a big one. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of one of the most notable horror movies of all time, the supernatural horror film, The Exorcist. We're technically six months ahead of schedule here with this one. Uh, It came out in December of 1973, but... With a, a recent horror film out, we thought we'd give it a go. And uh, as our tradition with past potential picks, we challenge each other to see things we've never seen. And Taylor had never seen this film. Uh, this comes from a screenplay by William Peter Blatty, who also wrote the novel and directed by William Friedkin. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when you, when you think of like horror legacy this is pretty much up there as one of the scariest movies of all time, and it's uh, continued on to be quite a franchise, although not all the films and the TV show in the franchise would uh, be deemed as worthy as the original. Uh, rarely is ever the case, and I actually know that we are getting a new version of The Exorcist this year, I believe, tell of the year, uh, and I think uh, I think it's Blumhouse, and I think they're kind of following the same tradition they did with Halloween where they're skipping everything else that came out and they're doing a straight to sequel from the original film. But uh, we're excited to talk about this. Um, of course, when we do a past potential pick movies about for 50 years. So spoilers are going to happen. I'm sure you've already seen the film, or at least, you know, some of the iconic scenes you've probably seen uh, on TV shows or at like universal studios or something. So uh, Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of The Exorcist? And once you tell us that, what was kind of your anticipation to finally see this film? So brief uh, synopsis, we follow in this story the demonic position of a young girl named Reagan 
and her mother's attempts to rescue her through an exorcism by a pair of Catholic priests. So, yeah, I had known about this film for a long time. I think the only kind of somewhat, um, I guess, introduction to it would probably have been Scary Movie 2, <laughs> where they have this, you know, the opening parody scene where I kind of, I knew of uh, it, yeah. and I, I think the only, like, real scene that I had seen was, you know, her spinning her head, you know, 360 um, was, you know, it's it's kind of a very intense scene, especially to hear like someone's neck uh, that, that stays with you. I still was a young kid. So it's kind of like, well, and not being a, a horror movie fan, I just kind of shied away from it. I was like, yeah, just not something I want to see. But as I've gotten older and as we've talked, I was like, you know what? I need to go check this movie out because it, you know, not only it's a classic, it's, you know, one of the greatest horror films of all time. Without this film, I don't think we would see the trends in horror we've seen today. Some good, some bad. But yeah, my anticipation was very high, knowing this is probably going to be frightening. It's going to it's going to freak me out. And the idea that's a lot of practical effects and knowing the controversy surrounded it, I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be good um, because, you know, people had you know died on the set. There was just some of the intense moments they were going for, um, you know, and today we could kind of get away with some of this. Uh, with CGI and things like that here, they really went for broke. Um, but yeah, I was really excited to dive into this film. Yeah. It's a, it's an epic film. Uh, even for the time, you know, not many horror films are nominated for best picture, the Academy Awards. This was one that had nine nominations and it did win best adapted screenplay by the novel writer who turned screen writer, uh, William Peter Blatty and for best sound. Uh, but, you know, pretty impressive for the time. And up until the 2017 remake of Stephen King's It, it was the highest grossing horror film of all time up until then. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting you know, when you kind of look at the history of this film, because there was a, a whether people believe it because it was a film based on demonic possession and the sense of evil. Was there, you know, an actual curse on the making of this film? Because so many incidents happened. A lot of people had deaths uh, from family members and friends based around the crew. At one point, a bird flew into like an electric outlet thing and, you know, production had to shut down. There was a yeah. fire. The original house had completely burned down. Like there's so many things you can look into and it's kind of creepy to think like, you know, was this real or was this, you know, just a all happenstance, but the film itself, what I've always appreciated about this film, uh, when I first saw it and, you know, I just rewatched it for this review is this is not a film that relies on any real kind of jump scares or, you know, what's that in the dark? This is horror and evil right in your face. And I love how much they kind of, play with that and that uh you know we start off the film with this whole scene in the desert we're in iraq and it's kind of a creepy scene where like they're digging and you know what i think you know when you're thinking of movies like indiana jones and stuff where like we've seen scenes of like digging up ancient treasures we always kind of assume that it's some you know kind of riches or things but this is kind of like oh are we in uh unleashing what is the evil to come and that there are perhaps historical, you know, beings that uh, still live among us, you know. Um, so that's, I think it's a great opening scene. And we're introduced to one of our two priests, 
um, the great Max Fons, you know, who uh, plays Father Marin. Uh, and we also learn a little bit about him. Like he's clearly a little older. He's experienced. Um, he's got a little bit of a drug problem. Uh, you know, he relies on some pills to kind of get him through. And what's so interesting about that whole sequence is that's how the film opens. And we're not going to see him yeah. again to the last 20 minutes of the movie. You know, so it's yeah. like, remember that guy? Remember him for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is which is kind of interesting because, I mean, not I feel like the film could have not had the beginning and still been effective. But mm-hmm. I think you need a little bit of time uh, with Zadal's uh, character. And, and I think also, you know, talk about the the effects of this film. Um, you know, you see in this movie and he was born in 19, 1929, 1930, just since passed in, in 2020, you know, yeah. over 90 years, um, he, he, over 70 year career. This the effects they made him to make him look older. I was just like, I didn't realize that that those were like makeup uh, because I'm like, man, he's looked old for a while. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. you know, it's not like Christopher Walken hasn't really aged uh, the same. But uh, yeah, um, it's a very interesting thing because it sets up this. One, I will say it sets up the universe in very realistic terms. I think throughout this film, they are really trying to set this in a reality that this could be happening, you know, and I think that was really great where through the whole time you're thinking it's got to be something else. There's got to be, you know, there is, there is faith, but then there's science, there's medicine. So I think that's really great because it does really ground it comparative horror form films today, I would say. Yeah. I mean, once we start getting this, this possession going on and it's not an immediate thing, it's not like immediately, you no, know, no, no. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, Reagan comes in and at one point, you know, she's like, the bed keeps shaking and and she starts having kind of like little nightmares. And I love the angle too that the mom, she is this actress. So she's kind of she's kind of paying attention, but not really. She's kind of busy yeah. with life and dad is out of the picture. So she's kind of running the show. And she's in this, you know, pretty nice townhouse where she's got a few you know, servants and stuff and, you know, staff on hand that, you know, take care of the house. So she's really just focused on work. And sometimes she has to, you know, get up and do an overnight shoot. And so she's not really fully paying attention. And then the first scene that really kind of gets you like, oh, God, something's really happening here is uh, there's a big kind of party scene. And Reagan comes down the stairs while they're all kind of around the piano playing music. And she's saying, she goes, you're all going to die up there. And she just starts peeing on the carpet and she's like yeah. oh uh, well I think she's not feeling well so as this thing starts to slowly take over of course naturally your first instinct would be that something's wrong with her medically so yes we do have these scenes where like she goes and visit doctors she goes to the hospital there's even a whole like brain surgery kind of thing they do with like they're trying to release fluids from her brain and all the stuff and all the while whenever there's a needle involved or anything that's going to infect the skin Clearly, the demonic possession, it does not like the stuff and wants it, you know, out. Um, and it's like, I love that they paint the picture of that sequence going on. And then opposite that, we have other main father character. Um, we have Karis, who uh, he he's someone that got to go and do a lot of psychology study through the church. The church sent him to basically become a psychiatrist. And he's dealing with his mother who is um, sick and she's older. And he's kind of in the situation where 
he's a little angry with the faith. He's not quite sure if he still has his faith. Um, he's a boxer, so that was interesting too. Like he's clearly got this kind of he's got this fight in him, which I thought was uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool. Um, and we're really following a lot about his story as well around the city. And when we start hitting this peak, we're clearly science is not doing it anymore. Yeah. The these I love the scene where the you know, she's like, There's nothing we could do for your daughter, and you know, unless we do some really extreme measures of like removing the brain, all this kind of stuff. They're like, Are you a religious person? And she's like, uh, not really. And what is Reagan? No. He's like, Well, have you ever heard of an exorcism? Dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 the movie title. But yeah. like it is kind of an interesting uh idea of of maybe there's something that we can't explain past science because what we normally would treat for in science isn't working. So yeah. maybe you should look into this thing that is kind of been tucked away in the Catholic Church. It's not really something that's used anymore. And I kind of like that creepy element too that it's it's we've seen other films forbidden. like this where it's like a forbidden act because of how dangerous it can be. Yeah, we're not just handling out exorcisms like, you know, like, you know, they're a dime a dozen. This is like, yeah, yeah. this is the last. And it's, it just goes to show not just from the medical side, but even the religious side, that this is a last measure. And then even Karis is like, well, I have to I'm I could probably do this, but let me just I've got to root at everything. And even like, let me go see, you know, like, what, is this a real exorcism? And that's when it it starts getting really more and more intense. Um and I think, yeah, that was just the feeling of that dread of like, you know, we can try this, but this may not even work. And that was the even thing. Oh, our last chance may not even actually work. And that's the kind yeah. of the, the 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 scary thing. But then you realize, which is great, because not only is this a call once, you know, realize I can't do this myself, then obviously we're introduced uh, to Zadell's character. But that's a great callback because then you realize um, the demon, the, he finds this like kind of... Um, kind of stone figure of this demon and it basically is almost the same i think it's the same it's the same demon that possesses reagan so it's like oh it's kind of a callback that this is this is something yeah. more powerful than just your average exorcism pazuzu is the name of this demon and that yeah. was the that was the statue that Marin sees in the desert at that you know dig site and so and it's interesting too i mean i i've only seen chunks of it. i didn't see the whole movie but you know they talk about like the there's a scene with the Catholic Church where they're like, who who um who should we get if it would help the you know Father Karras? And it's uh, they're like, well, Marin has had experience with uh, possession. He did one down in uh, Africa, I think it was, and it took like, or maybe it was Iraq. It's like it took him like months to to do. I'm yeah. thinking months, months of an exorcism. And there is a prequel film with Stellan Stars uh, Skarsgård playing. Father Marin, I think his kind of story when he's younger, but uh, yeah, I like. There's that scene when uh, Reagan, like the demon, you know, once she's really starting to get possessed here, this is when she has the the creepy low, you know, the, the voice talking for her, and and yeah. she never really sounds like herself anymore. She's starting to have scratches and pus and all this kind of stuff on her face. She looks it's like rotting, rotting from the inside rotting, out, basically, grotesque yeah. body. Um, but there's even a point where she's like, she says something like, you know, 
don't bring Marin or something like she like the demon speaks out like it doesn't want to see Marin, which was kind yeah. of a creepy thing. Uh, one thing that's kind of creepy in the movie is they talk about there's this drunk director who's a total idiot uh, in the film, and there's a lieutenant character that is now on the uh, case because they find his body at this bottom of the staircase, which is right outside this townhouse that they have. Uh, he was found with his head completely turned around dead and the, they're like oh. you know realistically was it he fell down the stairs and somehow his head turned around probably not or was he killed and then thrown down the stairs and at first the mother plays it off like she has no clue about this like she has no clue how this happened but later she does confess to father Karras that it was reagan so with the strength mm-hmm. of this demon she fully twisted this director's head and then threw him out the window um, that staircase is going to play uh, a part coming up, but uh, yeah, the last 25 minutes. I mean, once we do get Marin in, I mean, you get that iconic shot of him pulling up to the house and it's got that huge light on him, and he just he just looks like this impressive figure, uh, yeah. you know, here to here to do battle. And uh, they start setting up, and this is where we get all the all the creepiness of. Reagan spinning up the green goo, which is always gross. Yeah. Uh, the head spinning, the bed shaking and rattling. At one point, she floats up into the air, and she also starts talking like Father Karras's mother, who is now yeah. dead. So, all these tools that obviously the demon is trying to use to not have to leave this body, and you know, I I, I laugh because I too. I think I saw Scary Movie 2 before I saw The Exorcist. But the whole, like, you know, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. I mean, they're doing the whole ritual. And it's not like the first go works. You know, they kind of tame her. But they don't win the day. And you can tell it's very exhausting as well. And at one point, they're they're sitting out and Father Karras is starting to have... uh, a little bit of frustration again, and he wants to go in and, and talk to Reagan alone while Marin's in the bathroom getting his pills. He's starting to have yeah. a, and that's not going to be, you know, a convenience when you're trying to do an exorcist. And this yeah, is where, uh, man, when, when, when she starts talking like his mom, I'm just thinking what a creepy, what a like evil thing of like, you would, even if you realize it's not your mom, you naturally would think like your mom's actually talking to you because this demon somehow has like magic powers. You know? Well, that adds to the that adds to the psychological nature of this. Like this demon doesn't just uh, possess and corrupt a soul. It's like I'm taking everyone with me, and that's just like you know, and that's what and that's why like, um, you know, Mar- you know, Marin's like don't don't listen to this demon because I know this demon will play against you, and but yeah, that's why I was really pre- um, not pleasantly surprised, but I was. I was surprised how, although it's the last 20 minutes, this exorcism is not like, you know, you've seen a lot of these films today. It takes everything until the last 10 minutes. Then they use the exorcism. This is like an intense thing. It's like, it's not a cure-all. And it's like, it's kind of crazy to think like, it literally takes a toll on these guys' souls and body, you know? And so I was like, wow, this is, this is really intense. Um, With, especially with what they're doing, where they had to like, you know, turn the temperature down this room. And it's like, they're literally, they're really cold. It's not like 
They're filming in frigid temperatures. I mean, poor Linda Blair, who uh, is fantastic as Reagan, and uh, she won a Golden Globe Award and was nominated for Best Actress Award for this. I mean, she is like just in a nightgown. You know, I think they had to put some stuff underneath her because, I mean, luckily she's in the bed for a lot of it, but they made the room like freezing temperatures so that's the other thing i mean it does make a cool effect because when they're when they're breathing it makes it look like they're you know this kind of haunted space um and earlier i do like the detail that the way karis knows we really do need to do an exorcism is on on her body on her stomach you can see help me on her skin like reagan's reaching out you know but at one point because the mom is speaking through Marin demands Karis go out and take a moment and he goes in by himself. And when I talked about earlier that this film doesn't do a lot of jump scares, it just has horror straight in your face. When Karis decides to go back in because the mom goes, is, is my girl going to die? And he's like, no. And he, you could tell he's like, this is my job. I got to do it. I got to save this girl. He walks back in and Marin is dead. And Reagan, who's been strapped to this bed, is sitting up and just is giggling. And it's such a... The evil of that scene is so brilliant because it's not like we see Marin's death. We just know that yeah. she killed him or he died of his medicine or whatever. And she's just sitting there like laughing. And he's trying to revive Marin and he's just pissed. And then he grabs Reagan and his boxer side comes out and he starts beating the crap out of her. And she's just laughing hysterically. And then he goes... Come into me, save, take me instead. And we get this cool kind of transfer moment where the demon goes into Karis and we see his eyes turn like kind of creepy green. And he jumps out the window and basically sacrifices himself to to save this girl. We do get a few shots of Pazuzu or kind of like a an image of this demon, you know, kind of ghoulish face, kind of golem like subliminally sharp teeth. It kind of happens throughout the film, yeah. Yeah, and um, there's that cool shot too. When even when they're trying to get, you know, the power of Christ compels you. There's that iconic scene where it looks like Reagan's kind of all back bent, and her and we see kind of the statue of Pazuzu in the in the corner. So I mean, there's some cool imagery too with like, you know, what this thing even is. But Reagan is saved, and Karis, you know, is bloodied up and down at the bottom of the stairs. And uh, we get another father, Father William Dyer, who comes in and uh, kind of gives him his last rites, if you will. Well, he's kind of passed out there. Uh, and they decide to move like they're they're moving on. And it's, you know, this whole thing did really happen. You know, it's 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 a kind of uh, ambiguous ending, too, with like mm-hmm. the mother being like, we're going to move on, but I'm still going to keep in touch with the church just in case. Now, I've yeah. never seen any of the sequels. I don't really know what happens in them. I've heard the second one is pretty bad, but then the third one has some some good upgrades again. Um, I think Linda Blair did the sequel. The Heretic. Let's see. There was The Exorcist 2, The Heretic, which she's in. And then I don't know if she's in 3. There's been like multiple movies and again there was a TV show and now we're getting a like a forget everything else we're doing a a new sequel and I believe Ellen Bernstein yeah. is supposed to be in it. I don't know if Linda Blair hmm. is attached yet. So 
uh, be curious to see what happens with that. But yeah, there's no doubt that this film is iconic for a reason, and it holds up uh, in terms of acting. You know, royalty. It's just such a great movie. It's creepy, and it's one for the books for special effects, acting, and production value. Even with all the unfortunate stuff that did happen around the set, you know. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm definitely glad you uh, challenged me to watch it. I mean, it's definitely whether you're a horror fan or not. I think what this film represented for um, the effects, practical effects, um, casting, um, atmospheric tones. I really enjoyed it a lot. And it's kind of funny to think about all the people that are trying to cast this film that didn't. I mean, one point, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom didn't uh, didn't want her to audition. You know, some of these people, I mean, Cara Burnett, like all these people who could have been the mom. And just thinking Zadow and Blair, uh, th- just what iconic work um, that they all did and that this film still holds up pretty well uh, for the time. Yeah, I, I give this a solid 9 out of 10. Um, looking at a 2023 perspective, you know, 50-year-old film, it's incredible. I'm glad I, glad I got to check it out. And if you haven't seen this film, you definitely definitely owe it to yourself if not for a rewatch wouldn't you agree yeah it's definitely one that's up there just with the entertainment value and again if you're a fan of horror you're going to like this film there's a lot to enjoy um so i myself am also gonna give it nine out of ten um i think the rewatchability is also there so if you're you know someone that likes to put on horror movies during the halloween season this is one that's always fun to put up uh, for iconic horror and it's just a well-made film. And uh, yeah, it's The Exorcist. Be careful out there, kids. There are demons aplenty. But you can always call upon some priest for an exorcism. Um, after listening to this, you might need an exorcism from our podcast. Don't go yet. We'll heal you just in time. Uh, <laughs> I, this is Father Dewar and Father Sokol. Um, and that was this edition of Past Potential Picks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.